Welcome to the Butter Chicken Podcast, hosted by DJ Shirai and DJ Juicy. Ooh. We focus on the stories of individuals who are making great impact in society and culture. The Butter Chicken Experience is well-cooked, thought-provoking conversation. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the vibes. You got the culture? Yes, 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 party people, New York City and worldwide. It's your boy, DJ Sharad. And DJ Juicy. A.K.A. DJ Sharad. Sharad, what's up, bro? A.K.A. DJ Arun. Yeah, Juicy, bro, please. We are the Butter Chicken Podcast, at Butter Chicken Podcast. And you can find us on all your podcasting platforms, especially in the land of where we come from. The land of our mothers. In India. Yep. Where are we at, Juicy? We are on Hub Hopper. We're also on all other podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And of course, for those of you who like to use SoundCloud, we're there as well. Absolutely. And we're basically everywhere where you could find your podcast. So make sure you rate, subscribe, comment, and like. And even if you don't like, just try to like it, okay? Because <laughs> we're here with the Butter Chicken Boys and we're doing what we do, telling the stories of impactful individuals making impact in culture and society absolutely we're in season three right now rocking for those of you who are just new to our podcast go back to seasons one and two check out some of the guest list click on those episodes and enjoy but today today my friend Mm. is a little bit different season three has been a little bit different facts what do you think juice i love it man i love the fact that there's so many young energetic hungry artists that are coming out of the scene that are making waves with their own sound, their own unique sound, rather than uh, some of the older stuff that we might be used to. I admire the art. I admire the hustle. It's super refreshing to see, man. I I had said that the other day when we had another young artist. Who was that? That was uh, Ezu from um, UK. Oh, right. Ezu's incredible. Incredible. Um, In season three, we decided to focus on not just artists who have made these mega global splashes, Mm. but artists that we believe... um, might be the future of uh, the brown artist community, if you will. Yeah. Representing our culture and our community, paving their own lane, mm-hmm. and um, doing it by just doing it. Yeah. It's extremely well. Another thing, Juicy, is what we've noticed is that um, I remember like a year or two ago, I was at, at a conference, I was speaking, and there was the lack of representation overall mm-hmm. in the um, diaspora, specifically when it came to female artists. Yes. And there was a, a question raised at a conference that I spoke on stating, well, asking why we as a community put so much effort on male artists and so much attention on the male artist when in fact there are artists that are female who are just crushing it, making great music and Every person on this panel was a male, and no one had an answer. Really, including Absol- including yourself. I wasn't on the panel. Okay. I was a guest. I was I was on the panel watching Understood. what was going on. I was speaking at a at the same conference, but not on this particular Understood. panel. But it's interesting now because there's there's a, a slew of of young females uh, with brown skin that are coming out uh, from all over the world. One happens to be in studio with us today. Who is our guest today, Sharad? Take a while, guest Juicy. 
Is it? Well, it is Rolex Rossetti. Welcome to the show. <laughs> How did you guess that, Juicy? <laughs> oh my God! Thanks for having me. No doubt. Thank you for making the time and chat with us today. Yeah, so we course. specifically told you a time to be here, but we are operating on IST today. You know about the IST? Yeah, Brown Standard Time BST. Oh, Shilunkin, you call it BST? Right? So. Uh, oh, right. Facts, okay. facts, facts. I like that. So it's BST or, or for you DS, guys? DST. Right, but you know what usually happens? BST will come with food, so I was like, "Butter chicken podcast is gonna have butter chicken." We take you out afterwards if you're down. No, no, you you owe me. Don't think I'm gonna forget. Jackson Diner, some listen. Listen, Jackson Diner is cool. (laughs) Well, well, speaking of that, where's your favorite butter chicken? Do you eat butter chicken? Actually. I'm so I'm Sri Lankan. Like butter chicken is really like a North thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But so like in that way, it's like when I have it, it's like at a restaurant or like some event or something. But I haven't, I haven't. You should give me a recommendation. Oh, there's plenty of spots. We will. I promise yeah. you, based on today's occurrences and being, even if we weren't like an hour plus late, we would probably, I would say, definitely take you out to eat some butter chicken on us, all expenses paid. Extra spicy. You heard it here. <laughs> Very soon. Uh, so we're going to dive right into it, Rolex. We actually, um, I'd like to say, caught wind of uh, the flame that uh, is burning right now mm-hmm. uh, off of YouTube. We found your record with NAS 47, which is just blowing up. And I was really early on that. And I remember just finding it on YouTube. And um, I think DMing you, right? How'd you find it, actually? I'm a DJ, my G. <laughs> <laughs> like, our job, right, Juice? Yeah. Like, we, t- we t- tell Rolex what our job is. Like, uh, I would say, outside of our business, when I get home and my wife's not screaming at me, I'll get in front of my computer and I'll just start researching new artists, downloading music, and just building my library and just focusing on that part. Because that's mm. all, my, my other job, right? And music is also my passion. Yeah, so, so we play parties every single week uh, around yeah. the country and around the world. Yeah. And part of uh, what we bring to the table is that we love to um, not just play what one would expect uh, and one music that people know, but we like to play music that people could feel and music that, that resonates with people. And that might not always be from the biggest artist or the most well-known artist, but we typically will go through hours and hours of research and shortlist stuff and then juicy and i amongst uh, the rest of the djs on our crew we typically end up sharing records and sharing music i'm personally i'm <laughs> I, I i'm tight with it i, I don't really i, I don't really say. share it until after i've broken it first i've played it on radio first i've met the artist first i've built that relationship and then i say here yeah. everybody super competitive yeah i, I the, the competitiveness oh, in me is to find the newest latest and greatest records and be the one that says you know what i think this one's gonna go and i'm rarely wrong when it comes to it yeah we support 100 percent. i mean if the sound is there the music's there the product's there it's, it's just gonna resonate with everybody so and us as djs we play music all the time right naturally so it's uh it's just something that we we strive for and we so, look forward to so the music speaks first and the interesting thing is is like i didn't know you I didn't know where you were from. I knew the record was amazing. Um, and I just said, let me let me start playing it. And then I think, did I DM you or did you, and how did that work? I don't even remember. Yeah, you DM'd me, yeah. How many people DM you every day? Oh my God. <laughs> and is it a lot of like sketch DMs? Like, yeah. like dudes? Like, yeah, oh like, my gosh. Like I, had, I had like one from a random from being video? like, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> 
Yo, that shit is real. I, yeah, the other day I had a DM that was like, hi, miss you. I've never met this person. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, creeps I, maybe <laughs> after this podcast, let's go back because the DMs are all documented, right? They're there, yeah. I uh, feel like I, I should be screenshotting the like classic ones. But no, but it, I definitely want to go back to my DM and see how, how like how I approached you. Or, oh yeah, but it y- was Balu. I think Balu like was like, "Yo, check this girl out." You know, like Legend of Balu. You yeah, don't yeah, know yeah, Balu? yeah, yeah, I know yeah, Balu, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 from Canada. Yeah, yeah, he hits me quite a bit. Yeah, so shout out to him. Yeah, I I think that's what had happened. Like I I think that was the process. Like he tagged you and then. You DM me after that. Interesting. Now, when you got my DM, were you like, who the fuck is this guy? Who TJ Sharad? Is that what happened? Um, <laughs> you can be honest. <laughs> you can be honest. Like, yeah. it's at cool. first. Like, uh, at first. But then okay. I, like, yeah, like, I, when I met you in person and everything, and then I heard your music that mm-hmm. you were playing, and I was like, yes, this guy knows. I like there's a specific type of sound that I like I'm very very possessive any party I go to any event I go to mm-hmm. I'm the first person to be like yo um let me play something and and I'll like try I, I'm like the, I'm the Spotify D- even to DJ sometimes oh, that's oh, I'm very possessive I'm very possessive yeah. over the music I'm hearing but see I didn't go up to you a single time that night I didn't well we're, we're the ones that invited you so that would be super disrespectful yeah. so the interesting enough i don't even know if you know this juicy mm. but it was the day of raja kumari's um uh single release yeah. no sorry album listening okay and she was gonna perform her whole album and i was like you know what this would be a great place for a new artist to come in and see how we maneuver and what's going on mm-hmm. and i invited her down sure enough her and hima her manager came um and when it got time when her Roger show was over i was like we in the zone now let's turn the fuck up right and we started turning up no joke when we played your joint i don't know what the fuck happened there wasn't a lot of people in there it was like it was industry only pretty much but the dance floor just erupted and i don't know were you with the gang that day or was it just you two it was just yeah it was just us two yeah people just went nuts and i think because you were going nuts (laughs) <laughs> like everyone was vibing. I mean, the, the record's a vibe, bro. And, and pe- people already knew. Um, Thank you so much. I guess people knew the song, so it was, it was really cool to see that there was this, yeah. like I said, there was this fire burning on the record. So before we get into that, um, Juicy has a question. Yeah, for we you. we uh, we want to know where you come from. I mean, you mentioned it, Sri Lanka. Um, that's your roots. But um, where you come from culturally and how that's impacted your your musical career thus far. Yeah. Um. So I. So I actually was born here. I was born in Brooklyn, actually. Brooklyn? Yeah. <laughs> but then I moved around a lot. So, like, there, it's hard for me to be, like, this is home. For mm-hmm. uh, Like, I'm, I lived in New York, and um, I'm ethnically Sri Lankan Tamil. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, that nuances there. Um, sure. And I, I, hadn't, I hadn't been there until 2016 was the first time I ever went to Sri Lanka. Wow. Because of the shit that goes, you know, has oh. been going on right. in Sri Lanka. Um. Yeah, my family was, like, not trying to... They left, and they were not trying to go back. Um, so then there was, like, a fellowship that I applied for without telling them. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this is my country. Like, I keep on saying I'm Sri Lankan to everyone, but I don't even know what it's like. Mm-hmm. So... But you spoke the language, right? You spoke Tamil? Yeah, I did speak, yeah. Okay, I so culturally, you were you were pretty aware of what was happening there, and you, you were in, connected through language and music. I mean... 
at the end of the day, what we carry in the diaspora is a different experience than what it's like living there, right? Mm-hmm. But but I think what happens with a lot of Sri Lankan Tamil families, I think like because the like way that the war was, it was like attacking very culturally, like it was attacking our culture. So I think in the diaspora, what happened is that when people went out into you know London, Toronto, and all these places, mm-hmm. people really held on to the culture very very tightly. And I think that's what kind of happened with my family is that like we, you know, you every child like you're going to those Bharatanatyam classes you're going doing Carnatic music you're like you're learning all the classical art forms so important yeah like and and, and that's that's the thing it's because like our culture was threatened back home right so it's like I think that's a huge part of like why I'm like can sp- I'm speaking in Tamil and like and like why I learned classical dance and classical music um mm-hmm. is is kind of because of that like history that our people have had because I think it's it's very it's a de- it's a different nuance for Indian Tamils I think mm-hmm than with us for sure meaning different nuance than sri lankan tamils yeah for sure like I, in terms of that cultural aspect of like I, I think like we can get a little bit intense the parenting on on our end because of everything that we're trying to hold on to mm-hmm. yeah we find that like uh more often than not you know uh people or children of immigrants who, who live here are, are fighting that duality of, of being um, this this American and then also holding on to the culture, right? Yeah. Um, so for, what I want to know is is like learning the language, listening to the music, eating the food. Like, was that always was that something that was just automatic for you as as a child growing up, or was that something that like you were you're fighting to f- identify with what you know culture to, to side with? Um, hmm. Like, was that something that that yeah. just came naturally to you, or something that was just you were living? At home as a, as a Sri Lankan, and then when I'm out, I'm an American. Like, how how did that work out for you? Yeah, I mean, so like I I was in Buffalo for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like Western New York, like pretty white. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think like that way was a little. It was a, there was definitely like a dissonance in a sense of like at home I w- I was super super Tamil super Sri Lankan. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was fighting both sides. It's like I didn't feel like I fit in in school mostly. Okay. I didn't like I wasn't really like there like, wasn't. We're a, talking high school. In high school, yeah. So like, high schooling was in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, there were there were a lot of the, I was like one of four Sri Lankan people, and I was related to all the other Sri Lankan <laughs> people at the school. Um, and there were a good amount of Indian people. Everyone was becoming doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, like everyone was like in that route, and I assumed like, okay, we look the same. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but I think I always felt like a little bit like different in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and in terms of, like, the duality of, like, the cultures, yeah, that was definitely something, I think, like, even in, like, in chorus and stuff, like, that was, like, the people who are getting the solos and everything, they're pretty, you know, mostly white people, mm-hmm. and then as soon as I started getting solos, I thought it was a fluke, I was like, wait, like, because, like, that wasn't what people who look like me did in high school, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think, like, in terms of, like, music and art, like, that was something where it's very salient, like, seeing the two different sides and, like, kind of, you know, I was, like, singing jazz, singing Carnatic music at home. It was kind of all over the place, yeah. That's dope. What, what artists were you listening to growing up that had some sort of influence on you? Drake, six, 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 six. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, just Drake? <laughs> uh, that just shows her age, right? <laughs> yeah. like Drake only started popping, like, 07, 08. Yeah. I remember the first song, the first time Best I Ever Had played on the radio. Oh it was like God. that distinct. So big. Yeah. It was that distinct. I was like, mm. That was 2008-ish, I want to say. Yeah. So we're talking 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely would say his early music like, had a big... And I feel, I feel like a tool... <laughs> you know, but like, honestly, it's very, it was very impactful. I think like at that like time in my life too, like 
like take care so far gone like very, it was something very different about it i think also like living in such close proximity to toronto mm-hmm. um i think like i was uh, also i love the sounds coming out of toronto just generally um yeah, yeah. I, think, I think to this day toronto is uh just one it's a melting pot of cultures mm-hmm. so it's it's just a, a hub for um very cool forward progressive international music but with a strong um inspiration from the caribbean and from hip-hop mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean the the caribbean influence is huge there Insane. um yeah and it, it's like even in like it's people growing up and stuff like when you see like someone like Superwoman, for example, she grew up in Scarborough. So she like, she'll know a little bit of Tamil because that's <laughs> what she grew up around. And she knows a little bit of Patois because that's what, that's just what Toronto is. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a super beautiful thing. And I love that everyone loves dance hall there. It's funny because when I heard Ravanan, I felt that sort of dance hall Caribbean feel yeah. musically. Yeah. But the lyrics are not Caribbean at all. <laughs> yeah. But sonically, it sounds like it mixes with the dance hall, the up-tempo dance hall that we, that we as New Yorkers, there's also a big similarity between yep. music from New York 90s and like all the way to current, like Toronto. Oh, yeah. Like current Toronto music could live in the 90s. I agree. Right? Hell yeah. It's a vibe. So when, when mm-hmm. I heard the record, when I heard Ravanan, I was like, okay, this sounds like shit that, pause on the language for a second, that doesn't even matter at that point to us. Because musically, it sounded like it fit into everything that we were, that we've grown up on. So it was really easy to just fit it right in. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard that like take on it. That's, I mean, that's think about yeah. the BPM. Think about the drums. Think about the music on yeah. it. I think it's at like ninety-five BPM. That's the same sort of BPM range as like Shaka Demas and Pliers' "Murder She Wrote." Hey. Yeah. Um, Cuddy Ranks, "Limb by Limb." Mm-hmm. Who Sammy Dunn, Cuddy Ranks, like all the stuff that we like know musically yeah. from childhood yeah it hit right there and a lot of stuff out of toronto did mm-hmm. hmm. so that's the record that sort of put all of us onto you but then when going into your 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 back catalog of stuff like none of it sounds like that <laughs> it's all more sultry soulful yeah. um, stuff like honest and records yeah. like that honestly ha- yeah. honestly yeah have nothing have no similarities to that record particularly but it allowed us to see that you're an artist with not just one particular sound. Yeah, you got so that, range. It's incredible. That that made us Thank feel you. really good about the fact that uh, we're able to embrace you and call you the homie here in New York City now. Thank you. Thanks for. So I know I shouted out the six. I need to shout out New York. Yeah, hell yeah. Shout out New York. So <laughs> you you, <laughs> me- you mentioned you were born in Brooklyn, went to um, Buffalo, lived mm. over there. Yeah. And you have an uh, this affinity towards Toronto. Mm. I do. And you also have some fan base out there, and you've done a lot of work out there, correct? Yeah. Talk to us about that. Yeah, there's so there's a huge Sri Lankan Tamil population there. I think that that's a that's a big thing. I think like that, and also because I grew up in Buffalo, it's like two and a half hour drive and the reason we moved up there was actually to be closer to my family up there so like my mom has like a huge family and so that was a big reason for shifting up there is like we'll be in america but close enough to toronto um so that was like um yeah so i went up to toronto very often so i think that's probably where i got like a lot of the influences maybe musically like because i think in high school i would say like i started listening to dance hall like that was kind of like the first time i like really heard it 
um obviously sean paul and stuff like came out like when i, when I was like living down here but right. i think that's when it really like resonated with me and yeah it's been um sorry what was the question again my bad i went on a tangent it's okay. We tend to do that. This is the <laughs> better. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is not radio. We could go left, right, <laughs> and we'll always try to bring it diagonal. back. Yeah, yeah, not diagonal, just left and right. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, we'll go a little left, bring it back. Sometimes go a little okay. to the right. Okay, no diagonal. But really, we were talking about you know the fact that you went from New York to Buffalo, had this and affinity Toronto. towards Toronto. Mm-hmm. Toronto, right? So, um, yeah, so Toronto. I think because I lived in in Buffalo, and um, yeah, I love I love the the vibes in terms of like the music that's come out there i mean drake drake is there but then there's also like artists like ram riddles and roy sick. woods roy Yo. Wood's sick. <laughs> yeah ram riddles ram raja sick <laughs> sick with it he's a guy yeah like i love i love that i just feel like they have a really like what when you think of like a cultural blend of sound so i good. really feel like toronto like has it like ram ram riddles is out here doing like he's like speaking in um is he Eritrean, Ethiopian, or I he's Egyptian? Exactly. I think. Yeah. So he like he'll like weave in like things like in Somali culture, and then he like even said like brown skin girl thought she was Tamil in one of his one of his songs. Like this guy is out here, and he's like doing dancehall beats, and mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways. I even heard him. I think he had like a, a Hindi line on one of his records yeah. too. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. When I heard it, I was like, this is nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the influence up there. Everyone, yeah. it's like, is does everyone over up there get get along pretty well, like commu- culturally, like all the different um, people. Um, from all ethnic backgrounds i mean i so i haven't lived there i i can't really like even speak for it but mm-hmm. it it seems like they do um i just think that like everyone has like a place there like right. i don't think anyone would ever go there and feel like an alien right like i lived i lived in the bronx for a little bit before Damn, i moved you to queens everywhere, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but there i felt like an alien i was like no really? one in, in in where i lived specifically i was it's not like real bronx it was riverdale mm. yeah, so that's, it's like that's bougie bronx yo it's like a lot of white jewish people uh-huh that's when you got rich nah yo <laughs> <laughs> no it's not like that um <laughs> i it was just like yeah it was just like not my scene really i love queens oh my god i only lived in queens as of like september of last year but i'm like already shouting out queens Hell yeah. can, can we <laughs> why why so many moves if you don't mind me asking like um, that's that's a lot of places in in your short life yeah i don't know you should ask my parents honestly <laughs> <laughs> okay so wherever they went you sort of went yeah yeah i mean sri lanka was my own thing i like okay. applied did it i was like oh, i'm going that's just gonna mm-hmm. i'm just gonna do this but everything else was kind of i did also like i went to buffalo but then i came back here for undergrad because i was i'm like you know doing the academic thing so are you I was still like, doing the academic thing i still work a nine to five mm. okay let's talk about that for a little bit so you shout out to nine to five before we get to your <laughs> nine to five you're uh, you've obviously been doing music for a pretty long time yeah how long yeah. have you been doing music in terms of anything from anything from music. recording yeah um i so i'm trained in south indian classical music carnatic music okay so that was from my mom my mom was my first teacher so it's really from like birth okay um so that was like yeah so i i would learn from her and then i like went to my current guru who i still learn from every week wow yeah um that was in 2006 i want to say so it's been it's been a good amount of time that Mm. so like that was like it made my training a lot more intense. So mm-hmm. Carnatic classical music, that was like really like all like my parents were really comfortable about me like putting myself on a stage and singing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it was actually my trip to Sri Lanka in 2016 where I started really like embracing like all of who I was. So I was doing my Carnatic things, but I started writing music and really feeling like I was someone who could, who could do this. Because I think like, I think growing up in some place like Buffalo, it wasn't like there was no, no one who looked like me was out here doing stuff like this. So it just, it just never seemed like something that I just, I wrote it off, I think for myself. And yeah, and being in Sri Lanka, I think like it was very inspirational. Um, what what helped you there. flip the switch over there? Like what experiences? Was it the entire experience, or was there certain moments that sort of uh, allowed this light bulb to go off in your head? Um, so it's and then that's the thing, like seeing people who look like you doing, like doing what you want to do like it makes such a huge impact i think like because like it's it's made into a possibility for you and that's why like representation is so important in like every every field right like um so i think in sri lanka it's like i saw so many people being creative around me um i lived in i lived in colombo mm-hmm. so that's the capital city and like very quickly like i i like started like this guy I think, like, I went to some, like, I don't know, some kind of, like, creatives gathering kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, and then they had, like, a really cool, like, studio set up. Um, and then I realized, like, even back home, you know, mm-hmm. whatever misconceptions I had about what Sri Lanka and back home is like, when I was there, I saw that people like me were being creative and, like, Amazing. actually, like, making this their, like, full-time career and wow. stuff like that. And I was just like, wow, this is this is very cool and this is something that's very possible for me um because in my head i think it was just like oh like i can i can be a musician but i can only be a carnatic musician only that classical at that point like prior to that yeah 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 so i mean it's nice to hear that that like you go to the the motherland and there's this progressive community of forward-thinking people creatives that um, you can relate to, and you know, it's it really just kind of kicked off where you're at now, right? That was that was your aha moment, I guess. Yeah, that that was the first time I even like like that Rolex Rossi actually happened, like that like, she was born. She's an alter ego, so I referred it. <laughs> How, yeah, how'd you come up with that name, actually, Rolex Rossi? So that's the thing. I I had Rolex Rossi. <laughs> okay. I told you that, right? Yeah. I did. told you one day we're gonna take all take pictures with our Rolexes. Hey, <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, that name actually was in in high school. Like I was just like playing around with my friend, and we were just like making up different like Tamil rowdy names. So in mm-hmm. Tamil movies, like they'll be the villain character, and he'll have some extra ass name. Like I like what like I don't know like Electric Shock, like Sini <laughs> Upen or some shit like that. So like I mean, we were just creating all these like rowdy names yeah. with each other. So we we're going back and forth, back and forth. And Rolex Rasathi was one I came up with. Like Rolex Rasathi, <laughs> I was like. Yo, I'm gonna put this on my on my Facebook, like in that, like you know how you can have a nickname. Sure. So it was like my legal name, and then Rolex Rossity. So then when I was in Sri Lanka, so that was in high school. That had always been there. Mm-hmm. In Sri Lanka, fast forward like years later, someone was just like, once I started performing and I was writing songs, I was performing. Someone was just like, "What's Rolex Rossity? Is that like your stage name?" I was like, "Oh, yeah." Also, someone <laughs> like went to your Facebook and saw that. Or yeah, like I, on my Facebook, they're just like, yeah, what's up with what's Rolex Rossi? I was just like, this is a really great idea, and you know, it was actually initially like it was because I, I was playing the very like very a double life, and I was like, I'm not gonna like put my face on any of the songs that I put out, and I really, I mean, I was really scared about the Carnatic community really ostracizing me mm-hmm. for like everything that I built my life on was Carnatic music and classical music, so I I I had no plans on really like putting my face out there even mm-hmm. um 
I like the first like EP that I put out that I wrote there in Sri Lanka I was still like yo like they were like taking pictures I was like mm, I'm not trying to be in this and so literally it's like a picture of my messy ass room is the cover it's on the back <laughs> of it and then the front of it is like a view from the balcony in Sri Lanka and I was like yeah I'm good like I'm good being behind the scenes and then it was like I think when I came back to New York after that whole trip that a friend actually was like what are you doing? You need to have an Instagram. <laughs> People these days have Instagrams. I was like, oh. And then... You said that Instagram mad bougie. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Juicy, do you have an Instagram? <laughs> I do. I do. What's your Instagram? At DJ Juicy. Rolex, what's your Instagram? At Rolex Rossafi. So I still don't understand the meaning of like the two words together. So Rolex is a watch? That I don't know. <laughs> have you heard it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get that point. <laughs> Rasati is um, it's a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. So if you go to is through my text, word? yeah. So if you go through my text on with my dad, he'll mm. be like, "Hi, Rasati." <laughs> so it's like so is it my like my, my love? queen. My it's like kind of like my queen. So Rasa's king. Rasati is like my queen. Um, yeah. That's so sweet. yeah, yeah. So why the watch reference specifically? Honestly, it's. There was like also like it had a ring to it. It had a ring to it when I like did it, and also like I when you it. put them two together, yeah. it's fire. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, like I feel like it represents like it was like it was the best way. Like I was just like, yes, this is my alter ego. It's like it's like Rolex Rossetti. Would you fuck with someone named Rolex Rossetti? I would. Like, yeah, I would. I, would. I do. <laughs> it's oh, you do. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because it sounds so hip hop. Like the uh, name yeah. sounds super yeah. hip hop. Yeah. Like it sounds super New York. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I guess for your community, it's uh, super Tamil at the same time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Dope. I think it's a great name. I think you should keep it. Thanks. Yeah. I I think that, like, I think, yeah, it, like, has both sides of it, too. And I it, that's nice because it has, like, the Rasati part. So I can still be a Rasati. So I'm right. still out here singing, like, Tamil folk songs. Like, right. You know? Like, under that name. Like, it still can, like... And I think that's kind of, like, a testament to, like, me, like, not wanting to have, like, one sound. It's just, like, I can... I want to do everything. Right. Absolutely. And that's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's really important for artists now to just be able to adapt to the music that's coming to them from different producers. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to c- talk a little bit about production specifically. Mm. Um, so I saw the producer on, um, on a, a couple of your records is Steve Cliff. Is that right? Steve Cliff. Yeah. So who yeah. is Steve Cliff and how is that connection made? Cause I think uh, the beautiful thing about music and artists is that when a great producer gets behind them, uh, it helps really develop their sound. So one, how was that connection made? And two, is your belief that producers are, are really a big part of your sound specifically? That's a great question. Um, so two Steve, questions. Right? <laughs> those are great questions. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Steve Cliff, actually, um, he was one of the first people that when I came back from Sri Lanka to New York, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, very confused i was like yo yo, yo, i want to go back to sri lanka like or like i need to be around my people i was just like like in like a frenzy Mm -hmm. but i also was like i want to be connected like you know i i like did my thing in sri lanka and i really like i really made use of that time i was like you know like i was like working full time and then every other like minute was like i was writing music i was working with other artists collaborating with other rappers and producers and everything so then steve cliff was one of the people that my friend was like when you go back you need to connect with steve cliff and um, you didn't know Steve Cliff prior. 
I did. I actually had heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, he, he actually, it's really commendable, like, the vision with which. So he's actually from, I want to say Switzerland or Germany. It's like one of the two countries. Mm-hmm. And he, like, in Europe, there's a really popping, like, independent Tamil industry, yeah, music industry. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Europe. Like, and they have, like, they'll have, yeah, like the gigs and like there's like really a community there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, there is a huge ass diaspora in Toronto. It's literally the biggest population mm-hmm. of some people. Why isn't that kind of like set up here in Toronto? Interesting. So yeah. he wasn't from Toronto. No, he okay. like moved with that vision in mind and was like, I'm going to, you know, everything that I know, I'm going to take this. I'm going to bring it to Toronto. So he set oh, up a he studio. To yeah, so he lives in Toronto. He's been living in Toronto now, okay, but like, sick. yeah, he's, yeah, Tamil, he's been right? in the game for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Tamil. Yeah. So is he like the like the Tamil like Timbaland or the Tamil, <laughs> Tamil just plays? Like, does he have that like? Because like when I started looking into like after I found you, yeah, I like I was like on some geek shit and I was like, started googling like YouTubing really mm-hmm. all this like other Tamil shit and there's like mad records that this guy's done. And yeah, mad yeah. artist that he's been. Did you hear about him before? I haven't known. It's beyond. Yeah. Like so in, yeah, like in the ind- independent Tamil industry, which is its own like thriving industry that's aside from the movies, yeah. right? Um. So like in that industry, like he's really yeah, like he's he's one of the like the first people I feel like, and he's been in the game. He's still he's still in the game. Like so you know, OG. Like, yeah, yeah. That's so a lot of respect to him because so, like we had a conversation when I came back mm-hmm. from from Sri Lanka, and he he just sat. He was like a he four knew you five, at the time. He was like, he, we got like the like Facebook message introduction and he was like, all right, like I'll, I'll see what this is about. Like, I, I think I sent him my EP at the time or something. So I think I had that out before I met him or something like that. And um, yeah, like he, we, it was supposed to be just like, you know, I don't know, like a, like working on a song, try to see if something works out. And it ended up being like a four or five hour conversation of him, like really just telling me like informing me about his experiences. And that was like a really like important conversation. I feel like in my life, like orienting me to what's happening you know in this industry in the Tamil independent industry as well so yeah when you say Tamil independent industry is that like non-label like yeah oriented? it's like everyone has their own little label is that what it is like there's no yeah is there a distribution channel like the way you know India has or is there no such like market for it besides just coming out independently it's like they they do have labels and stuff. Like mm-hmm. there are there are record labels. Um, I'm not so see like a lot of that is in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not. I don't feel like they're super established here per se. Like, but um, yeah, they definitely have their own like system. It's just not. It's not. You always like. I feel like people always compare it to like the Indian like film industry. Like it's like it just seems much more of a sustainable career mm-hmm. with the Indi- Indian industry. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean they're everyone's like trying their best i feel like in the independent like Tamil industry it's like a lot of these people are like sri lankan Tamil, and like i think i think it's beautiful that like a lot of these people their parents like they left the war and like for these people to be like using their creative energies you know as an outlet and like mm. creating all this amazing stuff like yeah it, it's it's really cool like it's been cool like finding out more about that and everything yeah still so does that meeting with with steve cliff um does that act as another pivot point or turning point in your career I would say it was very like impactful. Um, I think I had like these, I mean, it wasn't all only like, it wasn't like, Oh my God, like I can do everything. He was actually, he's a very realistic person. Mm-hmm. So I think he was like telling me straight, like how it's like in this industry or like, I think I had these very like romanticized ideas about Toronto too. And he was just like, this is how it is. 
you know these Which are people what, you should meet reality? um you know i think like and you were asking about like the the industry i think i think that it's it is it's hard it's it's really a hustle it's really a grind um it, it's not like super super sustainable like a lot of these people are out here like working you know full-time jobs and mm-hmm. and doing this as a side hustle and like hoping you know that something happens out of it sure. um and so i mean that i mean it's an re- important reality check for me to have heard so yeah it was very impactful for me yeah did you face any challenges uh, in the studio when you were recording with him yeah with him or just like yourself like just understanding the whole process or was it just come like rather naturally to you challenges like what kind of challenges i guess like just like like simple things like getting in the booth, like recording, finding your harmonies, things like that. Or is it just that it, because you're classically trained, it was just mm. it was supernatural to you? I guess I guess it was kind of yeah. I guess it was kind of natural. I mean, it, it was an adjustment. Like yeah. at first, like I definitely was just like imposter syndrome. I was just like, yo, I don't know what I'm doing. Like how how many inches am I supposed to say? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Like that was a whole adjustment thing. It's and then yeah, you learn a lot about. I mean, with Carnatic music. It's not like that system. It's totally like working off of a different like setup. Like right. you're you're singing live, and whatever happens live, that's what's happening. And you're performing, and that's so that's like what the the mindset I was oriented in. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I'm listening, you know, with these high quality mics to every little like nuance, right. and I'm already a perfectionist. I'm already like classically trained, so. I'm like out here, like like Steve has posted this whole. I can't even tell if it's passive aggressive. He's just like, <laughs> if I could find a word for perfectionist other than perfectionist, it would be Rolex Rossati. Because wow. like I'll be that person that'll just be like, I'll I take that to- as a compliment. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I really dope. put it through a lot of shit though for Robin and do like no, like and that's because it's just like I like when you have something recorded, right? It's it's it, it was different for me. I'm just like, you know, in this needs to be perfect too. Like mm-hmm. I, I need to hold myself to that standard that I have with my classical music. I need to, you know, like in that way, like, if that was definitely something to get adjusted to. And it's, I still, like, you know, I have to get myself out of that mindset. It's just like, you know what? If one song is going to take a full-ass day for me to do because I'm going to ask for 70 different takes of the same thing, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I have to pay that money and just, like, that's what... So because be it, I have yeah. to accept that, like... I love this your is... hand movements. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Very South Asian of you. Oh. <laughs> right? Oh. You're, like, dancing almost. Really? Yeah, you're, like... I didn't realize one thing's gonna be perfect, <laughs> right? You got that, Benson? Did you get that wide chat? Yeah. Are they gonna hear this in the podcast? Hell Can yeah. you hear oh, my yeah. hand movements? No, 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 Maybe no. the Bengals. So <laughs> I, I also I, I I agree with that sentiment um, about perfection. Uh, yeah. On on a very small level, I've seen that, and I noticed that really early on when we met. Uh, Juicy, you you might not know this, um, but we had you come perform at All Brown Everything uh, a little while ago. And it was our first um, All Brown Everything. On my birthday. On your birthday. And, um, you know, we got to talking. I got to talking with Hima. We figured out, you know, when you were going to go on, what you were going to do. And I noticed when you got there, there was this, like, tense sort of feeling that you were giving off. Like, you were, like, either you were stressed or you were, like, trying to zone in as to what your job was to do which was to come and crush the crowd right and i noticed that from the onset and i i, I take a notice to that really early this i've worked with artists at all spectrums and all points of their career but when i saw how like specific and focused you were and we had some technical difficulties with the green room as you know <laughs> i made it a point to tell one of the people on the team who just 
sort of is getting started working with me like yo make sure she's good because i could tell you had that intention of perfection mm. and you didn't want to mess that up and you wanted to perform your ass off that night and i don't know what you felt after and we haven't had a detailed conversation of it but i'll share the video with you later on after this podcast you absolutely crushed it smashed it smashed it and like if you put vocal quality a little bit to the side or like the overall sound quality of the venue or how the lighting looked because in hindsight a lot of that stuff doesn't matter it's about you taking control of a stage and owning the stage for that moment mm -hmm. it was clear and it was evident that you're a star in the making and part of that is because your process of perfection comes out in the end result which mm -hmm. is the record that's coming out the record that we hear on itunes or the performance that you're going to give live so kudos to you on that. Kudos to Steve Cliff for saying if there's the definition of perfection or at least aiming for perfection, it's in this artist right here. And seeing that live in person is not easy. It's not easy to do when you're at a very early stage. And even though you've been performing for a long time of your career, a bulk of that crowd did not know you there that night, right? I would say 80% of those guests were there because they were there, not really because they were maybe there because they were your fans. And you did have a lot of fans in the in the building that night. Mm -hmm. But a bulk of that crowd was there for the event or maybe there for other artists or maybe the, just there to catch a vibe. But surely at that performance time, you owned it. And I do believe it was part of the fact that you have this perfection sort of uh, vision. And so I commend you for that. It was really, really dope to see. So whether it's 10,000 people or... 200 people you're going to give that same energy 100% of the time and you made mad new fans that day for sure I believe so hell yeah thank you yeah. and they don't really understand that's what you're saying still yeah that's a beautiful yeah that is a beautiful thing, thing. Like, yeah I and that was a really nice thing I think and it's really nice to it's nice to see like I think like at, with Robin and especially like I think like people of other South Asian cultures like within other mm -hmm. with the subcontinent like people mm -hmm. from other parts of the subcontinent like really like showing love to it because mm -hmm. i think we've talked about this before yeah yeah <laughs> about how like i'm out here like i've been listening to punjabi music right mm -hmm. right am i punjabi in any way no no me but, too me neither right but like we're always out here appreciating mm -hmm. north indian music a lot of the time right. and i feel like that same love doesn't always get reciprocated for south indian music or sri lankan like Tamil music um and that's why like i felt like it's really nice to see that kind of like like people starting to like recognize a little bit more now because i mean the the issue of not being represented as women is one thing as a thumbel woman it's just like there's two of us out here me and nabs <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what i mean like mm -hmm. um so in that sense like it, it's re it was really nice to see that as well that night not, that night i was just like yo this is, this is nice like all these people are like a lot of those people who came up and talked to me didn't understand. No yeah. one, yeah, yeah. Like Thumbel I have to read the subtitles on the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's a really nice thing. And like, someone from BBC like messaged me today and was just like, "Yo, like your shit has been track of the week for like the past few weeks on mine and like Yasser. So like Ashanti Omkar, like right. she's mm -hmm. a host there, and then mm -hmm. and Yasser too. And she was just like, and she's so she's a Thumbel woman who's a host there, and she was just like." This is just so crazy, like, and she's just like, I'm just so happy and so proud as a Thelma woman, cause like, 
you like that has barely ever happened that a Thelma woman has had like a track of the week. Sure. On BBC Radio. Right. Is that on which Asian is like Network? Specific, is which that... is yeah, on Asian Network, which is specifically South Asian music, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. And so she was just like, for a Thelma woman to do that, like that's she was just like, I'm so proud and I'm so happy. And I was just that made my day today. Oh, yeah. Can't <laughs> yeah. deny a good song is a good song. Thanks. I was doing Thank some you. research and there was another record that I came across with a lot of views on YouTube and I wasn't sure if it was yours or not, but your name is in the title. I don't want to butcher the name, but it said Mayavi. Yeah, Mayavi. Yeah. Mayavi. Yeah. Which is another Tamil record. Yes. That features like I watched the video and there's like a bunch of Tamil women in it and like there's yeah. these words popping up. Yeah. And it had like 1.3 million views or something like that on YouTube, but I didn't see you in the video. Yeah. But I, I heard your voice and then when I waited all the way till the end for the credits i saw that you were credited as a vocalist on the record but you weren't in the video yeah talk to us about that and (laughs) how did that happen and why that happened because part of what we do at butter chicken is like we tell the stories of what's happening and we're out here celebrating you for ravanan but like your history is long and this is not some like fluke shit like Mm. you've been working right yeah yeah, so you're here your name's on the on the thing on the title yeah and you're not in the video and I, i just wanted to understand what that was all about and like was someone like geeing you or what happened over there <laughs> just trying to start a beef no, 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 no. <laughs> not at all <laughs> i just want the facts like there's, a, there's there's some 14 year old girl right now that does music and she's looking at you as like yo i want to be like rolex right there's some girl right now somewhere listening to this saying that but if you have the guidance and tools and the knowledge to help her skip some certain steps where she's going to get screwed in the process then that's what this podcast is mm-hmm. all about it's to just not just tell the story of the success mm. but to tell the story of what's happened in your career to educate and teach and also inspire the youth yeah yeah um i mean specifically so no beef, <laughs> <laughs> we had hindus no, just kidding. <laughs> i'm joking oh, okay um so <laughs> We could do we could do Indian accents. Yeah, all day. Hey, we had just do this shit in our sleep. Let's really? finish the oh, whole interview we, like this. We rest, could do the whole shit. Rest of podcast, we talk like no this problem. only. Well, the problem is, <laughs> uh, a lot of our fan base is in India. <laughs> They're going to slap us in the nah, face. No, but 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 we rock with India, and uh, you know, for all our India listeners, and hopefully our Sri Lankan listeners, and everyone back home in in the various uh, parts of the subcontinent, we're telling a lot of these stories about people. Uh, that are from back home but are doing some stuff in the west so yeah we hope you're in- enjoying all jokes yeah just no i fun. i love <laughs> indians yeah <laughs> back home <laughs> let's just be clear on that yeah no no so we no, i no, do no, the no, accent right. with my dad and mom too so we, we just have some fun with it yeah yeah it's no shade it's it's more like this is a part of us like yes. it's a part of oh, our yeah. experience right? like shit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about that that experience oh, yeah. and why you're not in the video because I'm okay, I was mad yeah. at that. It, it wasn't anything serious like that. It was like it's, it's just like the video didn't work out. Okay. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. So was that like a record done over there? It was like so we were all so I actually have never met Yeah, I haven't met anyone on that. I haven't met the producer Dio, I haven't met ADK the rapper, right. three. I haven't yeah, I haven't met um any of them. So it was really like one of these like projects that was like through like remotely we're like doing mm. everything and then when it came time for the video 
I tried to like figure something out where I could film something. And it was but done there in, in Sri Lanka? It was like what ended up happening. I think it was like a collage of like different videos that were taken all over the world. So some of them were taken, I think, in some place in Europe. Some of them were taken in Malaysia, I believe. And then some of them were actually also taken in, in Sri Lanka. Sure. So and Navs is in it. Navs 47 is yep. in it as well. So like it's, it's really just like a collage of Tamil women. And, and they took the artistic direction with it. This was their. I was like, yeah. I, I did the chorus and yeah we were out here but yeah it, so it wasn't what, no what year was that done in that was 2000 ooh, mm, 2018 i think okay, okay so recently yeah so was that it seems like so long ago but there's honestly as well yeah which is an yeah. Indiv- a video you did independently yes that was my first music video and when yeah. was that that was also 2018. That was June 2018. Wow. And then there was I Love the Way as well. Which was November 2018. Okay, so all this stuff is fairly new, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. So did you did you think the, the, the NAVS 42nd record was going to go the way it yeah. did? Not <laughs> NAVS 47 record was going to go the way it did? Like, did you know what was what what was ha- what was going to happen with that song? Did you know it was going to be a little more embraced than maybe some of your previous records? I, I think that I... I did like I had a feeling because it's a dance song and generally dance songs do just just do get more views just mm-hmm. do better than um, because you can like you could play it at parties like that that's just how things work mm-hmm. so I was just like in that sense I was like yeah like it's probably going to be I didn't know it would be to this level though but that's not to say that it was like easy like I that tune that that beginning that literally 2017 oh, yeah, do that again <laughs> yeah, do that again she could really sing y'all <laughs> butter chicken podcast we're here Rolex is about to spit it freestyle oh my gosh <laughs> <this is not> freestyle. <laughs> um yeah no that tune I was like at a banquet hall in 2017 at like my uncle's 50th birthday party okay literally 2017 like the process was long mm. and and perfectionist is is that's there too it's like until i was satisfied with the production until i was satisfied with who my like featuring artists like the collaborators were going to be until i was satisfied with like my like the the music video vision coming together and i directed the music video too like until all the logistics until everything fell into place you know i filmed it in january of this year (laughs) so 2017 to now it was a project (laughs) But, but a project that worked out yeah who yeah. who picked out the collaboration like why navs she's dope like and i i was just like we haven't there's not really like you know like two like brown women coming together and doing a song like you don't see that very often i love it yeah so and, and it wasn't even for like like the gimmick of it or like of like two women together like she's just dope she's so talented like and and I could just i could see that I could feel that in like in her delivery and her lyrics like she's just like power. And I was like, literally, this is the perfect person. Like when I was writing the lyrics for this, mm. I was just like, yo, like this is like dedication to or like dedication to fuck boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was just like, who else but Nas 47 to like kill it, you know? Um, Are there any other artists out there that you would like to collaborate with? Yeah. Just name a few of them. Sharad knows that I was trying to. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> Sharad. How should I be pronouncing? Anything you want. I'm cool with this <laughs> Would you... Sharad? Sharad, yeah. Okay. The South Indians say it different. Yeah. So Gujaratis forget the H and they say Sarad. Sarad. Oh, really? Punjabis, which Juicy is, how do they say it? Sharad. Oh, okay. Pakistanis say... Sharad. 
Some and some Punjabis say that too. Sharada. Yeah, Sharad too. Yeah. Right. Sindhi say it the way it's supposed to be said, which is Sharad. 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 Okay. And my Sharad. wife. My wife says it funny. Yeah. Sharad. Uh. Right. <laughs> and what did you just say? Now I don't know. Sharad. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I mean, you said you did a drop for me, and like my DJ name is DJ Sharad, but like you and Raja Kumari are the only ones that said it the Indian Hindu way, which is DJ Sharad, but no one says it like that. Whoa. Yeah, and I, I believe that's a cultural thing, and that's probably why you did it like that, because culturally you're 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 trained like that mm. to to mm. say things properly. Mm. yeah i mean that wasn't always the case i think like more recently i've been like about embracing it i in high school like growing up like i was just like oh wow i'm not trying to say my legal name out here but like <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even ask you because i don't want to get in there he might look at me with some crazy shit <laughs> I'm not trying Shout to do to that. <laughs> yeah no um i but like yeah i think it was a recent thing that i was just like you know what like we're all brown. Like, let me just start saying things. Like, I guess, let me try to say things how they're supposed to sound. Yeah, I'm Anyways. still caught. I'm still caught as like how I should introduce myself to people. But I, I like, I'm comfortable with Sharad, so I'm good. And like, okay. Clark Kent was uh, with us a few weeks ago, and he, he was like, "Your name is Sharad," and he's like Panamanian, <laughs> right? He's like, "I've been around your family. They call you Sharad." I'm like, whatever. So it's whatever you want it. Whatever way you want to say it is fine yeah. with me. Like, I don't edit your drops. Like, I've four different ways people say my name and however you say it that's how it's going in okay the okay right keep it funky keep it organic yeah. Yeah. so now we're here hold on um, hold on i gotta uh, know collabs oh yeah my bad yeah okay See, we just went left and juicy brought it back <laughs> that's the right thing to do juicy. no diagonals okay yeah. so <laughs> um yeah so i uh, i would love to work with prophecy mm. yo that conversation i had yo, with her don't don't even don't even we're don't not gonna even. put you on blast like no that. it's not We'll, we'll talk about that after, <laughs> after okay. this is done. We'd love to work with Prophecy. Um, that yeah. shouldn't be that difficult. And actually, when we mentioned you to him, which we did, mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, I've heard of her. She's kind of dope. <laughs> like, no joke. I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that a fact or am that's, I making no, that that's up? that's a fact. Because well, we sometimes I make shit up, apparently. No, no. That's a fact. Okay. Just I, I, was, sure. I was present for that. Yeah. Okay, good. So that's amazing, right? Like, we could just literally... like the fa Like, we love doing what we do because part of it is connecting the dots and as djs in the game and like having access to people yeah it's like it's part of our job i think it, it's a like as as people have told us it's a thankless job yeah but at the end of the day it's like that's our position mm -hmm. we're gatekeepers we know people we have almost everybody in our phone book so if you as an upcoming artist says something and it makes sense then why wouldn't we just here's the whatsapp and it's, and it's nice to that's see how we get yeah. like to people is other people hooking us up with them it's and nice like to see people in our community flourish. Man. Connecting people yeah. with people is yeah. is incredible. Yeah. So Thank let's you for let's that. let's make that let's make, let's that, make that group text happen. After I text him and make sure he's cool with it, <laughs> but I will definitely do that. One hundred percent. Okay. So prophecy. Who else? Um, like Air Rahman is like my god. Mm. Okay, <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> like so, that would be. Have that. you guys ever? Have you ever connected? Someone has sent me his email. Oh. Okay. Good. I have not emailed it. Why not? Because I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> so you're waiting. It's coming I'm proper. waiting for the right song. Okay. But don't you think you, whatever song you email him, he's going to look up on YouTube all your other stuff too? Listen. <laughs> but her other stuff is incredible. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, once it, I feel like when I have more of an extensive portfolio. Sure. Mm. But Respect that. 
Um, no, I I just look up to him as like like he was literally everything I grew up on. So mm-hmm. that's that's um you know that that would be one person I'd love to work with. Um, Anirudh is a like Tamil music composer. I'd love to work with him. Okay. I'd love to work with Drake. Okay, we'll make that one happen too. Hey. <laughs> okay. Um. We'll text him right after this. Yo. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would love to work with Drake. I mean, like, yeah, like I think that they like th- these are like really like integral parts of my sound, like sure. like and growing up listening to them. So I think that they would be amazing to work with. Any um anything happened since Ravanan dropped and uh, the popularity grew here in New York? As has like labels started knocking on your door? Have other artists hit you and been like, let's collab? Have producers come out of the sort of the woodworks and said Mm -hmm. yo let's work has that happened because i've seen that happen with like artists really really fast we've interviewed some artists that within a year their career literally changed completely and Mm -hmm. they went from making soundcloud records to like being on multi-platinum albums Mm -hmm. within the course of a year yeah yeah has that started happening yet because the 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 eyes on you are a little bit different than even a year ago yeah, I mean, people. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little overwhelming. Like, like people have been hitting me up, and you know, like, and I'm, I'm just trying to be like really like selective and like very like perfectionist about mm-hmm. where. God, I keep on using that word. I don't, I don't like because I'm not Resonated. perfect. I'm very far from perfect, but I think that, um, yeah, I just want to be very like thoughtful and mindful and intentional about where I'm taking things because the eyes are kind of like on me no, a little there. bit, like. Um, so I just wanted like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put out any other, like, I don't want to put out like a mundane record. Like I want to, I want to really like think about it and put out something that will resonate, um, with me and with people. Yeah. You have any records in the can? Yeah. That are like ready to go right now? Ready to go. We're all, they're all in the works. They're all in the works. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So do you work on Working. music every single day? I, I'm always like, I'm always out here like writing lyrics okay, in my cool. phone like that like nine to five life is also like it, it can be a little bit draining at times mm-hmm. you know 100 um like when you're coming home like from like a late like day at the office it's just like yo i just need to like flop here on my bed. A bit, yeah. <laughs> like, um but yeah like i am and i am i do like my carnatic music is like I'm, I'm taking classes every week so like that is you know that's always there and so like my vote my like vocals are always like you know being kept up in that way so i'm like doing my carnotic and um yeah like when i i'm like my phone is full my phone is literally 128 gigabytes and the storage is full <laughs> because of all the fucking like v- like voice memos and shit like that i'm like recording like when i'm like i'll be on the subway and i'll be that like crazy ass person that's like oh the train's about to go but this tune is in my head i'll like sing it i think i did that with robin and too like there was like yeah like i'll so in that sense that's how that's the new york hustle right yeah, like like yeah. every other every second that i can right that something comes to me and that's also the convenience we have today that we're so lucky to have like to have voice memos and re- things that we we can record things on and remember melodies and things like that so yeah that's dope do you lean on like instagram or the social media platforms to kind of uh, like, are you like very active out there and like really use that as a tool? Do you, do you feel that it's you should be using it as a tool if you don't? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it's like the reality of the world we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Is that we have to kind of use social media yeah. at the end of the day. Um, do I feel like it's very like conducive to like being in your best creative like self? Mm-hmm. I don't really know if that is per se for musicians. Like, right. you know, like I think that we're on a different like 
a bit of a different wavelength because it's not all about the image and the aesthetic, right? right? Like Instagram is about image and aesthetic. Right. Like I'm like keeping a cool looking grid is exhausting for me. <laughs> like I'm like, you know, like <laughs> Yeah, it's work for sure. Yeah. I hate it. And like when you're like when you're like a creative, like that's hindering your creativity. You're putting a box on like who you're trying to be and I want my profile to be representative of who I am. So I like think of some like I'll like record some funny ass shit and I, I literally have like a highlight reel that's just like lols on my Instagram page. And <laughs> that's just me being like out. a f- yeah shit have you I should have <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check that out. Oh yeah, God, you're gonna be like this is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> no, like no, but uh, <laughs> that's like that like like I, I actually like talk to so many people about social media. Yeah. And like for for some people, uh or it one ad, uh, advice that someone gave me, a huge social media influencer, said that, you know, most people just wanna tap into your life and they wanna see who you are on the real. So it's cool to give them what you really do rather than these like curated hmm. uh premeditated quality images and quality images only so hmm. everyone has a different take on it yeah but ultimately hmm. you got to do what you got to do for it right yeah it works for you yeah yeah i mean i'm i think that it definitely has helped me it definitely has helped me like um like in terms of like being a platform to be able to like promote yourself like a mm-hmm. few years ago like that you know that wasn't something that we had at our hands so in that sense like we're really lucky to have Absolutely. social media but of course, there's always like the other side of the coin, right? Like, yeah. yeah. But so, are you saying use it, but use it wisely? Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm still figuring it out. Like, I think use it. Um, I'm trying to do the thing where I like I only go on to post. Mm-hmm. Wow. Soon you're gonna unfollow everyone. Too. Nah. Don't be one of those. <laughs> no. Okay. Like I go on to post, and then I'll be like very intentional about like I'm gonna like only spend a little bit of time, and I'll comment on like people I really like actually like and like mm. you know the like way like algorithms and shit works it's like they like they're like yo like only if you guys comment on my stuff like will my like whatever be popping and it's like people i really care about and i care about their stuff being out there mm-hmm. so i'll like i like first was like i'm only gonna go on to post but then i was like okay this is unfair like you know at least show love to some of the people who are who have been showing love to you and in that sense, like you have to be very intentional with the way you use social media for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's important to engage with your fans as well, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. It's very important. Yeah. Like and that's a primary like the way that a lot of them reach out to me. Like, you know, a lot of my a lot of my fan I don't I feel weird calling them fans. No, that's fans, a lot of my friends. Oh, Say it with <laughs> yeah. pride. You got fans. <laughs> We're proud of that. We are fans. Hell yeah. We're Thank fans you. of what you do. We're fans of the music. Uh and I think getting to know you i think we've become fans of you as a person absolutely that's, that's Aww, the most important thing because like at some point your song is going to go get old there's more songs coming out but to be a fan of a person is really really important and i think you're setting that tone really well thanks a lot yeah i appreciate it um yeah but yeah that's social media like i think it's nice that we can all connect and we connected on social media so yeah except for the, that. the creep dms <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, I got like oh yo, I got like hate comments like a few days ago. I literally oh, took gonna get all that. I took a post down. I was like living my best life. You commented on it, Sharad. What did I write, Sharad, And you were like light flex. <laughs> light what flex. were you? What were you doing there? I was like, you don't even remember, uh, dude. I comment on a lot of, but I remember saying light flex wow. to you. Yes, refresh my memory on the post, bro. <laughs> okay, like it's not I that was, serious. Like, <laughs> that wow was way too long. It's only social media. Reduce two seconds of that wow. Okay. <laughs> perfection um it was was like i was wearing like a flamboyant ass like like blazer and like pants and there was Was the pink in it 
Yeah, and the second yes, dress yeah, is pink. Yeah, absolutely. And like literally three Tamil guys from back home commented like all this shit like in Tamil they were saying like I don't even know why I followed this stupid bitch. I was like, yeah, like and I wouldn't even comment back. Wow. Let your fans take that one for you. Yeah, facts. Lexi, but like but I had my times strategy, where it's right? like Yeah, of course. I I blocked them first. I was just like what the fuck? Like I'm not trying I'm not I don't need any of that energy. But then like it can get to you at times, you know? Like, I'm you. just here existing. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> like, where did I even... I, I, I think so many people with, like, these huge uh, social media followings have stated, like, if there is haters, that means that's a really good thing. Because those haters are, are secretly fans and secretly watching... What, or well, not secretly, but they're watching what you do and they're engaged in what you do. And not everyone has to like it or pretend to like it if someone doesn't like it like they're allowed to have an opinion that's social media yeah i guess that is what it is i mean yeah. you know social media also makes like a lot of people like activists all of a sudden social mm. media makes people like haters all of a sudden here people who go. you know shit. oh my god am i really yeah, yeah we out here now yeah we out here <laughs> like yeah that is the nature of what it's like so we uh yeah. we talked I, I saw uh do you know babu the painter yeah so babu got a lot of backlash from posing in india with uh, just a bunch of locals, and she's very light skinned, and um, I, I heard about and she this and she had a post yeah. with like a bunch of dark skinned people, and genuinely I know her as mm -hmm. an artist. I don't know if you heard what happened. Did you hear what happened? I did, yeah. So she has a lot. She has she has you know she's light skinned. She's from from here. She's mm -hmm. from Canada, and she did this post, and so many people commented like with negativity. But I know her as a person and as an artist. We both know yeah. her, and I don't think she meant any disrespect or any harm. But people took it the wrong way. And I think we'll go back and check. But she kept it up there for a really, really long time. And I think she just let the haters hate. I don't know what. Oh, she didn't delete it. I don't think so. Oh. At, at the time when I saw it, I haven't, I mm -hmm. haven't followed up, but I'll, uh -huh. I'll check. But at that moment, and like, you know, in social media, like a week is a really long time. Yeah. So like at that point, it was up. And like so many artists we know get that backlash. And yeah. Just like. Fuck it. You can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got canceled. I got canceled by like some activists for something that i posted oh shit yeah yeah and i just deleted that shit but like yeah that's that's you know that that's a real thing and at the end of the day i think i think there's a way that you can go about like you can go about and inform people and educate people in their dms you don't have to go like 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 spewing hate on put there them, put them on blast yeah like i think there's a way that we can have like conversations and not tear each other down like we can become better people we can't i mean without it's just like internet thugging for sure let's yeah not, let's, not, let's not waste too much time yeah, yeah, yo, yo, yo. Um, <laughs> more importantly like i said the record's taken off um more there's more visibility on you uh one thing one thing that we really really aim to do uh is uh truly inspire the youth and um give them uh, a place where we tell stories about people um that are really really making moves and making impact uh we clearly see you're on your way to greatness uh you're doing wonderful things you have a great team around you um if you could give any advice to the youth that are listening, and when I say youth, I mean the young, you know, anyone from 21 and under that, that listens, and a bulk of our listeners are in their teens, uh, what would you tell them uh, from an advice standpoint, from an advice point of view? Mm -hmm. um, well, I know, like, being a teenager can be hard. So I would just say that, like, you know, whatever your circumstances are now, that's not what your life has to be like in the future i think that you know this is just a short part of your life and i think that things can change like i started writing music two years ago you know like 
Um, and a lot of people like there's not not really an age on certain milestones and stuff the way that a lot of our parents are used to. So mm. um, in that sense, I would just like, you know, like take time to like know yourself. And I think that's like the best thing that you could do at this age. And don't be afraid to be yourself as well, because there's always people that will fucks with you if you're just yourself. It's dope. We kind of get cliche statements all the time, like, oh, follow your dreams and, you know, find one thing you're passionate but about. But it's true. But, I mean, and they're, they're true, but that was, that was dope. Oh, thanks. Get to know yourself and, and just believe in yourself and trust yourself. I spend more time with myself. <laughs> <laughs> we all should. We all should. Yo, Rolex, I heard you're going to sing for us. Yo, shit. <laughs> மடங்கிட <laughs> Let's go. Woo! <laughs> can we can we do one more and Juicy give you a beatbox? Can we do that? Oh, Let's go, Juicy. What do you want that that dance hall? Start the acapella. Juicy will jump right in. Start it right again. Go ahead. Okay. Mm. Same record. Kumbhida pona devo mun mun alatta. Imandu pora vaadhanani latta. Yellelo yellelo. Hey hey hey. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Butter Chicken Podcast. This is your boy, DJ Sharad. And DJ Juicy. We are the Butter Chicken Boys. You can follow us at... At, on Instagram, at Butter Chicken Podcast. And what will that do, Juicy? That is the hub. It'll take you to every podcasting platform that we are on, especially in India on Hubhopper. So come check us out. Make sure you rate, subscribe, comment, even if it's negative. Comment. <laughs> we will not delete your negative comments. And like if you'd like. If you don't want to like it, that's fine too. Mm. We're out here, Butter Chicken Boys, with our girl, Rolex Rossity. Rolex, where can they find you, Miss? <laughs> I just blotched it. Where can they find you, sis? Sister? Sis. Oh, uh, they can find me on Instagram at Rolex Rossetti. Just like everything at Rolex Rossetti. Like YouTube. How do you spell that? Because for some, that might be a difficult spell. Okay. R O L E X Rolex Rossetti. R A S A T H Y Rossetti. Rolex, thank you so much for joining us, giving us time today, and telling us your story. Thank um, you for having me. It was super dope. And, you know, um, all our young listeners, take notice. This is just the start of a beautiful thing for, for up-and-coming artists. And uh, we support you. We're fans. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Thanks so much. Buck, buck, Thank buck, you buck, 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 buck. <laughs> 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 <laughs>